Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I got you something. What? Here it is. A card. Happy Wines Day. Valentine's Day, you (laughs) stupid idiot. Happy Valentine's Day. Roses are red, violets are blue, I love unhappy hour, and you're okay too. Shut up, Barry! You're welcome. This is what we're getting into today, perfect segue, because we're burning our valentines, burying our candy hearts in the backyard, shitting all over the wretched holiday that is Valentine's Day. To start, we of course have Worst Things First, where I scream about the worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into dating. Because really, I just got started, and I'm already ready to quit! And finally, thanks to all of you, we have an expert love and relationship advice segment featuring Lane Moore. Lane is a musician, comedian, author of the book How to Be Alone, and former Unhappy Hour guest. She and I answer your questions and solve your lives in this episode. Stick around for that and more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's pucker up and start the show. All right. Horse things first. The worst news of the week. First. A man in New York is facing charges of criminal mischief. My favorite kind of mischief. (laughs) I, I prefer the legal kind of mischief, but I'll allow it. For allegedly breaking the front window of a lingerie store last month to attack a Barack Obama mannequin. No, no wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, let all of those hold words sink on in <laughs> one at a time. What was he wearing? Um, unclear what the Obama mannequin was wearing. Maybe he asked for it. Okay, walking around in lingerie. Excuse me, Mr. President. <laughs> Surveillance video allegedly shows a 41-year-old man using a cinder block to smash the window of Romantic Depot. 
<laughs> what an oxymoron. <laughs> How could you call a store Romantic Depot? Hey, even romance can come at a smaller price. I know, but that's the least romantic word ever, <laughs> a depot. <laughs> I never want to buy anything romantic from a depot. <laughs> anyway, this is an adult store in Harlem called Romantic Depot. And the staff heard glass shatter. They ran outside, and it turns out that the window that the guy broke was showcasing a display with an Obama mannequin dressed as a prince and Donald Trump dressed as a princess wearing a Make America Great Again hat, according to the New York Daily News. The more I read, the more I'm like, good for this man. (laughs) (laughs) This shop deserves to be vandalized. The surveillance video shows someone yanking the Obama mannequin out of the window and throwing it to the ground. The Trump statue was left unharmed. The owner claims that the vandal kept repeating that he hated Obama and that Obama ruined the country. And a store manager said that she believed the vandal was mentally ill and claims he was saying that the Obama mannequin was talking to him and he didn't like what Obama was saying. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I just... I have so many questions for Romantic Depot. Again, not to not to victim blame, but it is their fault, and I am blaming them. Next! An angry shirtless California man was arrested after drunkenly jumping onto a moving Amtrak train, attempting to place it in emergency stop mode and activating the whistle multiple times. Why? I feel like this is one of those things where, like, if you manage to do it, the train is yours now. This is the wild, wild west. And you should be a stuntman. That's, like, what they do in the movies. Honestly, if you can mount a moving train, it's your train. That's how it works. Thomas the Tank Engine who? That's a train I'd mount. I would mount Thomas, even though I'm pretty sure he's a child. (laughs) (laughs) He's a child train. (laughs) Um, Anyway, next... Police officers were conducting a traffic stop in Lafayette, Indiana. Been there. uh, Last week when a woman standing in front of her home began barking at a police dog, sniffing the stopped car. Then the police officers were like, wait, we know you. There's a warrant out for your arrest. (laughs) And then they arrested her. (laughs) And not, I know this might be shocking, but they did find meth in her house. I just I just love that they were not there for her. They were just doing a traffic stop outside of her house. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? Bark at this dog. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one of having a warrant out for your arrest. Don't fucking bark at a police dog. <laughs> That's in the manual for avoiding arrest. Of all dog. the dogs that you could bark at, you choose a police officer dog. Wearing a badge, I'm sure. And a hat. Next! This is mostly, this worst things first is mostly just people getting arrested for doing dumb shit. Um, it's most worst thing first. I guess, yeah. A man in New Orleans, that's how we say it down south, <laughs> allegedly tried to rob a Popeye's chicken, but he couldn't open the register. So what did he do instead? Stole that chicken! <laughs> <laughs> He was like, fuck, just give me all the chicken you have. I respect that. Yeah, why? Just skip the middleman. What are you going to spend that money on? Food. There you go. Police say they arrested the 27-year-old suspect a short time later, though it was difficult to catch him because he was covered in delicious, slippery fried chicken grease. (laughs) 
direct from the police report. <laughs> uh, yeah. And finally, more than a dozen elementary school students aging from five to nine years old were sickened. And nine of them were sent to the hospital after one student brought and distributed weed-laced gummy candies. How old were they? Five to nine years old. Oh, no, that's not good. (laughs) That is not good. So, like, 14 of them ate Oh, their bodies are so small. And nine of them had to go to the hospital (laughs) because they were just so stoned. (laughs) I would have loved to have just seen it, though. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, all the students were in stable condition, but the nine-year-old boy who allegedly trafficked the gummies into the school (laughs) tested positive for THC at the hospital, which, for all you losers, is the active ingredient in marijuana. Yeah, that's that shit that gets you high. (laughs) His 27-year-old mother was arrested for child endangerment, and the son told police that he got the candy from his mom and aunt, who had a party the day before. And they had been drinking and smoking. Yeah, that's bad. Hide your weed gummies. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta keep them safe. My apartment is so not childproof. And I just forget that, like, that's a thing that you have to do. Yeah. Or else the kid can die. Yeah. Or get real stoned. Or, like, eat hundreds of dollars of your drugs. Yeah. Also, fuck this kid, though. You just take candy and bring it to school? No. I didn't even think that was allowed anymore. I feel like our generation was the first one where they were like, if you even think about bringing food to school, we'll kill you. Because if that has one peanut in in there, we all could die. We're all going down. My brother, um, my mom would make him tuna sandwiches for lunch. Mm -hmm. And then these kids complained and the teacher made him eat in a separate room. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mom had to call the school and be like, how dare you make my, like, isolate my child? I was like, yeah, bitch, you made him fucking tuna. Yeah. Anyway. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are swiping and and wiping our way into dating. (laughs) Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, astute listeners of this podcast may recall that I have recently begrudgingly delved, delved into the world of dating apps, mostly because I've spent the last several years dating sparingly because I was focused on becoming an unstoppable career woman. And now that I have achieved that, I figured I should probably give dating more of a shot. You got to have it all. I know. Also, I recently realized that I had that, like, Miranda from Sex and the City realization that, like, I will likely need someone to dislodge an egg roll from my gullet. Mm, Yes. (laughs) One of these nights, lest I die alone on my couch. At the very least, upon my death, I will need someone trustworthy to clear out my drawer of unmentionables before my mother goes rifling through all of my belongings. So that's really all I'm looking for. That's the criteria. That's on your dating profiles. (laughs) (laughs) Must have a strong stomach <laughs> and can get to my apartment faster than my mother <laughs> upon my death. Anyway, 
I never used any of the dating apps before, and I figured that it's 2019. Surely the kinks have been worked out by now. These apps have been out here for a while. I assumed everybody would have figured out how to fucking behave themselves. But, whoa, boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Because people still have no idea how to do fucking anything. I will say, in a weird way, it made me more confident. I was like, oh... I can, like, form a sentence, and I'm not, like, disgusting. You're a catch. (laughs) Everybody else is incompetent. Also, I was just reading the New York Times, um, because, yeah, if you're listening Eligible Bachelors, (laughs) I can read. (laughs) Uh, But there's this woman who people pay a shitload of money to, to not only create their perfect profile, but to act as them. (laughs) She chats on their behalf. She's like a digital hitch. So you could be talking to someone who you think is a cute guy, but actually it's a middle-aged ghostwriter who charges people $2,000 a month to tell you shit. Well, guess what? Here's my cheat sheet, and I'm giving it away for free! So you don't have to charge this bitch $2,000. I Feel free to Venmo me. Or just, like, buy the products that we are advertising yeah. on Unhappy Hour. Yeah. So here's my cheat sheet based on a very limited experience, so take it for what it is. These are my dating apps. Don't, bitch! First, and I realize these are things that people realized long before I did, but I the fact that people are still doing this means it needs to be repeated. And clearly, if someone's fucking charging $2,000 for this goddamn advice, then it's worth it. Stop posting pictures with more than one person! You always think it means, oh, look, look at all my friends. Look at how much they love me. But no, it means I've already decided I want to fuck the guy standing next to you instead of you. The only really acceptable excuse is if you are a gay guy posing with one of your, like, girlfriends. But even then, it's like, all right, bitch, we get it. You hate gay people. That is the other thing that I've learned that gay guys love saying is I'm not really into the gay scene. They'll put that in their profile. And it's like, be straight then, bitch. (laughs) Go suck a coochie. Wow. Yep. That's what the straights (laughs) do all day long. Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) I don't know what suck a coochie means. Please explain it to me. (laughs) Go. Yeah. Fucking play beanbags. What do straight people do for fun? Are you talking about hacky sack? <laughs> Cornhole. Oh, yes. Hacky sack? Yeah, go do go play hacky sack. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go schmoosh ball one another. <laughs> go fire your nerf guns in the forest. <laughs> uh yeah, I just hate that. More than one person has said that to me in person, too. I'm not really into the gay scene. I mean, that's like not, it, that's not like limited to dating. I've heard that from people yeah. forever. But it's just like, it's just the coded way of being like, I'm not like other gays. And it's like, you are. It's also like, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with my sexuality. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, we all, we're all sucking dick here. So <laughs> we're all in the same boat. And it's a gay boat. Next, people who say, my mom thinks I'm the perfect boyfriend. Okay, so A, you're definitely going to murder me in the shower. (laughs) And B, like, have you dated your mom? (laughs) Is she speaking from experience? (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's like, sure, put a photo of your mom on there if that's what you want people to like. You're you're like upfront with your baggage right away. You're like, I have a mom. <laughs> <laughs> But on the other hand, it's like, I don't don't show me that shit. Maybe there should be just an app for moms. Where you try to date people based on their mom? <laughs> yes. Honestly, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> it's just like Italian Americans. Mm-hmm. Next, every gay guy this is probably applicable to all guys. I haven't been on the straight side of these apps, but all of them have the same five photos. It's a selfie at Equinox, so it's like, okay. <laughs> Hopefully with some naked people in the background in the mirror. Did you see this I did, on Twitter? Yeah. It was great. Um, shirtless beach and or pool selfie, photo with a dog and or camel. Oh. One or the other. Mm. <laughs> there is always like, oh, we're in like where there's camels. Mirror selfie where they're also wearing AirPods. Mm. It's all these like subtle things that are like, that's the exact sound that I I hear. Photo of them hiking and looking into the distance atop a ridge while also subtly flexing. (laughs) They all have those same five photos. And it's, it's like, just separate yourself. That's why all of my photos are... One is me wearing just a t-shirt, but no pants or mm, underwear. Mm-hmm. Just Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> One is me ripping a tree from the ground with my bare hands. Yeah, that's like a really cool skill you have. Uh-huh. Just the stump. I leave the rest of the tree. Yeah. One is me fisting myself. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> They have to know that yeah. that's what I offer. Yeah. And then one with my mom. Oh, oh, right, right, right. She is in the fisting one. Of course. <laughs> but she, you can't really see her because um, because of all of the... Blood? Not if I'm doing it right. <laughs> also, stop posting blurry photos. I, I'm astounded that in the year of our Lord 2019, when fucking like TV remotes have cameras on them... Your phone has a better camera than, like, fucking Andy Warhol had. (laughs) I don't know one famous photographer. That one works. (laughs) Stop taking a fucking blurry photo. Either your camera, you don't know how to tap the screen to focus your (laughs) camera, or your camera is just covered in the grime of your face, Mm. which is possible. Yeah. My phone, I routinely have to take my iPhone into Apple Care because I can't hear the volume when I'm talking on the phone. And the first time I brought it in, they were like, oh, yeah, it's because of all this earwax. <laughs> <laughs> but then the second time I brought it, they were like, oh, yeah, something is wrong. So how am I supposed to know? Yeah. I just have to prepare for an embarrassment. Yeah. Also, I'm learning if you're a doctor, apparently it's illegal for you not to post a picture wearing your scrubs and white coat. Yeah. It's legally required for you to do so. Mm-hmm. You have to disclose it. And it's like, all right, we get it. I feel like Grey's Anatomy really made you think that you're better than you are. (laughs) You're not. We've all thought about going to medical school and then decided against it way early. (laughs) Also, Facetune is your enemy. It is not your friend. Some people post them pictures of themselves. You know Facetune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Photoshop. But for your face. But easy. Yeah. Too easy. Uh-oh. Some people post pictures of themselves Facetune, and they're glowing like Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> and it's like, we can see this. I don't, we're not like looking at pictures on like different planets. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how someone can look at their own face, which they should know what it looks like, 
facetune it and then be like, that looks fine. (laughs) No one can tell. Especially compared to all the other photos I just posted of myself. Yeah. And stop writing no drama. People like to put no drama in... in... That sounds like somebody (laughs) who loves drama. Yeah. First of all, everybody loves drama, you dumb bitch. Second of all, it does feel like a coded way of being like, don't be too gay. I just don't know what you're conveying with that other than like, I'm boring. Also, write a goddamn bio and tell a goddamn joke. It's not that hard. I don't trust anybody who doesn't have anything written about themselves. Also, drop the coded language. Like, I like to keep it fit. Just call me fat so we can get it over with. (laughs) Like, you don't have to say, "I, I like to keep it fit. It's the same with the people who have, there's always like soul cycle at everybody's. Ugh. And it's like, ugh, okay, I get it. You're a vegan. And so many guys just list their measurements. Like I'm ordering from like Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> Back to photos. Hold the camera away from your goddamn face. <laughs> the number of people who post selfies that look like they were taken by whatever plate of food they were eating at that moment was like, did your chicken breast take this photo? <laughs> it just looks like their dick is taking it. Maybe it is. Maybe well, that's a skill they want you to know they no, have. No, that's, that's a different photo. Because there are there are people who post photos from it down there where it looks like, like, okay, this is the shot that I get when I'm down there yeah stop calling yourself an amateur philosopher you got high one time (laughs) also surprisingly i've learned gay guys also post photos of themselves catching fish and holding them up (laughs) i always knew that as like a straight guy trope of like oh here's the photo of a fish that i caught it's a universal turn on. No, not at all. No, not in the no, slightest. No, you don't sense. see that, and you're just like, mm, I want you to catch me as a big fish. It just tells me that you have seven hours on a weekend to just sit in a boat <laughs> <laughs> and wait. That's not a skill. Catching fish is not a skill. It's just having patience. God, a fishing community is going to come after me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finally, my last rule. These are, there are 14 rules, by the way, for Valentine's. If you match with me and you continue talking with other people, you're dead to me. You match with me and started a conversation, we're together now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, good luck, bud. Good luck out Dating there. Dating app rule number one. I should have led with this. I require 100% commitment. And if you stray even a second... I'll cut your, I'll Lorena Bob at you right in your fucking dick. It's called a match and latch, baby. (laughs) That's the strategy. Anyway, these are the rules. I didn't write them. I just stick with them. Also, you literally wrote them. I did write them and I will be charging for them. (laughs) So you better write these down before I put this episode behind a paywall and charge $2,000 for you to listen to it because I just got all of you a fuck. At least. And that's it for my dating app do's and don'ts, mostly don'ts. Next, we have got Lane Moore back in the studio, and her and I are going to solve all of your dating issues after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
If there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Check, check, and check. Once you find your professional counselor, you can connect with them in a safe and private online environment. It's confidential and convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And if for some reason you are not happy with them, guess what? You can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Unhappy Hour listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code UNHAPPY. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash unhappy. Once you're there, you can simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs, get matched with the counselor you'll love, and get going. That's betterhelp.com slash unhappy. Today's episode is also brought to you by Mercari. Did you just clean your entire house and make piles of stuff you don't use? Like a pile of clothes you only wore once? A bunch of kitchen supplies from that time you thought you'd get really into making fondue? What are you supposed to do with all that stuff now? That's where Mercari comes in. Mercari is an app you can use to sell all this stuff. They make it fast and easy to sell almost anything. Here's how it works. You take a few pics of your stuff, add a description, and BAM! Your item is listed. Once it's sold, Mercari emails you a shipping label and you just send it off. There's no meetups with strangers, thank God, and no hassle. You can buy and sell everything from fashion to electronics and toys to sporting goods. Over 100,000 items get listed on Mercari every day. People want your stuff! Go ahead and earn a few extra dollars and clear up valuable space in your home with Mercari. The app has over 300,000 reviews on the App Store and an average 4.8 star rating, so why not give it a try? Don't let that stuff you don't use go to waste. Sell it, ship it, get paid with Mercari. You can find Mercari on the App Stores or on Mercari.com. M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Mercari, the selling app. All right. Well, this is our Valentine's Day special. So we brought back our resident expert on all things love, relationships, and Tinder, Lane Moore. And, of course, her brand new book is out, How to Be Alone. You can pick up a copy wherever books are sold, right? Yes, correct. And the audiobook, too. I read it as well. Welcome back, Lane. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. I love that you said resident expert like I live in your backyard. (laughs) Like, do you guys need me? I'm here. Who's got love problems? I'm single and I have free time. Well, that's perfect. Because we have a, a lot of listeners submitted questions to get through, a lot of lives to fix, souls to wait. help. can't wait. We're going to fix and save them. Before we get into it, tell me if you can recall off the top of your head, what is sure. your worst Valentine's Day experience? Being alive during any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I don't, I love when people ask about that. I'm just like, like I'm someone who has like great Valentine's Day. So like, oh, oh, but there was this one year that it wasn't good. Like, no, they've all been bad. Um, I don't know. I think they've just all, I've just, I've never really had a great, have you had a great Valentine's no, Day? No, absolutely not. Okay, cool. I was like, all of them. Yeah. No. Every time, every time I'm like sentient 
<laughs> during Valentine's Day. Is yeah. The first one. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> probably for me, it was in college, especially because they always would like decorate the dining halls and like whatever oh. holiday. Yeah, I think in school, I think that's a good point in school because it's in your face. Like at least now you can like lock yourself in your right. apartment and be like, it's not Valentine's Day if I don't choose to believe it is. Right. But in school, it was like, it is. Yeah, yeah. You're you like, have okay, to go is out. it? They're like, it is. Exactly. Well, now that we know we're unqualified to be giving all types of advice, Great. Um, let's get into it. Hey, Barry... I live in your backyard. I wouldn't live back here for nothing. <laughs> Barry is going to um, read uh, the submissions that we got. Yeah. So first of all, thanks, everyone, for submitting all of these questions. It's really I, I think this is it doesn't count as people sliding into my DMs, but I'm going to like <laughs> feel that way. It's been really special. This question is from Nick. Why can't I stop falling in love with competent straight guys? Normal straight guys are a full goddamn mess, but there's just something about a straight guy who, like, gets it and makes me act like a full psycho. It's insane, and I need help. Can I approach this as someone who dates straight men? Yes, please. Which straight men are you falling in love with? <laughs> like, I love when gay men say that, and they're like, oh, I love them. And I'm like, why? I have them as options, and I'm like, nope. But I think it's the allure of it's the same, you know, I date all of the genders. So I think it's the same for like when queer women are like, I love a straight woman. I think it's the like, I don't know if it has anything to do with competency. What do you think, Matt? I, I think mean, it's just like there might be an element of like you you like what you can't have. I was going to say, I think it's just that. But I don't know, because I, I I wrote about this in my book where yeah. I like fully like fell in love with my best friend in, in college. And it like totally. Yeah. Got I wrote about something little... similar in mine. But I think that that's different, though, at that age than like being yeah, like, a true. proper adult and being like, I love straights. <laughs> I mean, no one says it like that. But I mean, yeah, for me, it was just like this is like a crush that can go as far as a crush can go short right. of like where you ultimately want it to go where it's still totally. like it feels safe and that's why and it's yeah. like yeah the thing that I'm learning because I don't I haven't really dated all that much I'm like yeah. recently trying to put an effort know, in it's so interesting to me but I feel like we're, it's I, also why we're we've, doing we've this come together at a good time yeah. <laughs> yeah I know no like literally I like recently I recently for the first time like got on the apps yeah I, I finally get all of the tinder references good now that yeah. I I was unaware of before. Totally, yeah. But yeah, I think that like the shitty thing is like you have to be vulnerable. You have yep. to put yourself out there in ways that you don't like yeah. just falling in love with your straight best friend. Like you don't have well, to. Well, and that's okay. So I think that that's it. It's like wanting what you can't have, but it's also safe. Like I, yeah. when I researched, um, cause I was trying to figure out if I had like issues with commitment cause I didn't think that I did. But then sometimes commitment issues can mean falling for somebody who you know you'll never really be with or whoever be, be really what you want. Right. And I think there's that. So it's like maybe exploring your kind of commitment issues because you might not think you have them but falling in love with an unattainable person is totally a commitment issue because you think you're committing to something right but you're committing to something that you know is never gonna actually happen right right which is very understandable like no no judgment there i've 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 been there or somebody who you're just like oh you're with someone else but you flirt with me whatever it is that like someone who it's like this is not healthy to attach to right but i want to attach which is not to be confused with my relationship with harry styles because no we are in a fully committed marriage okay, at this point. So, Harry Styles and I have just started dating, so I can't fully relate, but I feel like in about a year I will be able to. Okay. No offense. <laughs> offense taken. I know offense taken. All I mean is that I have developed a recent just deep, deep, deep feelings for Harry Styles, I'm and I'm late so to glad. it. Yeah. And you were here sooner. You were here first. 
I get it. I respect what you guys have. I just want you to know that I'm Clearly like a couple not. years behind you and I don't totally respect it because obviously I think I'm into him. Like I, I think we're building something. Yeah. To be exact, you're so about six, <laughs> six years behind. I know. I was going to say, I'm the most behind. <laughs> You've loved him for years. And I'm just like, I just like show up and I'm like, can I steal him for a minute? I'm like a girl on The Bachelor. <laughs> I really do feel like Karen on The Office when she came between Jim and Pam. I see my place now. Right, it's like, right. maybe I'll have him for a little while, but I'll never truly have him. Like, I get it. That's fine. All good relationships need to out outlast the test. Yeah, I know. You know what? This actually kind of <laughs> applies to the next question. How could it possibly? But I'm excited. Here we go. I recently found out through mutual friends at my college that this girl I had a class with has been with a guy for the last six months, and I dated him from September to November. What do I do? We wow. were both with him at the same time. Do I confront him? How do I tell this girl? Do I? Honestly, it would crack me up if Matt and I were both having an affair with Harry Styles at the same time. I would be so okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what's happening right now. I'm sure Matt would not at all, but I think that's really funny. I mean, I know this person is like a real life scenario. I just love the idea of like, he's with Harry Styles. I didn't know you guys were still together. And then we did. And I was like, uh oh. Like, I just love the idea of like a weird, just the queerest. Right. <laughs> on every level. Just, yeah. The gayest love triangle. Exactly. I, it depends. Depends on, like, what, I don't know, what, were you in, like, a closed relationship? Right, Do you, does he know were that? Were you exclusive? Does he know any of that? I mean, and the thing is, I feel like with that, it's so hard because it's like you watch it on a TV show when, like, someone knows about uh, some potential infidelity, whatever, um, in a potentially presumed monogamous relationship. But I feel like it... I don't know. It's like you can't win, right? Because like if he's if he says something, this person might be like, "Screw you, we were on a break. How dare you?" But then they go back and check the facts, and then you're embroiled in this thing. Yeah, know. unless you're like friends with this right. person, they have I don't mutual think it really... friends, yeah. and I feel like that just gets into like gossipy territory. I was gonna say this could like break up an entire friend group. I feel like I would like vent to a close friend and see what they say because if they know the other people, they know the dynamic. But it's like I think what it might be. If I, if I can be kind of cheesy for a second, um, maybe it's you're not really worried about telling them. You just like feel shitty. Like it sounds like the person might just feel shitty about it. Like I don't even know if you're like, should I tell them? I think you just might feel crappy that you were involved in this, which is totally fair. But I don't know that it's going to do you or them any good to like get involved. I don't right. know what you think, Matt. That's what I kind of. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But also I live for drama. So fuck it up. I... <laughs> get in the send a mass email. Send an email. Send it to everyone at the school. Maybe there are other stories. Ooh. And they're like, well, I dated him in February. And then it's this like embroiled thing that like tears apart lives. I'm right. pretty sure that's literally the plot of John Tucker Must Die. Yes. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I feel like we solved that one. I'm yeah. glad we did. We're wow. Killing it. We're killing it. I think we're going to save the world today. <laughs> Every way. This is from Marie. Marie says, Hi, Lane and Matt. Loyal fan here. I love both of your books. Okay. I just had a harrowing breakup with a Scorpio who frankly might burn my house down. Oh, that I've got feelings already. Go ahead. It kind of stemmed from anytime I like someone, once it starts to feel real, I spook and don't want anything to do with them. It bothers me more now that I'm dating women. I didn't mind being a jerk to men. <laughs> Tell me it's that people are terrible and I'm right to stay detached and not that I'm inherently broken. P.S. Give lights kisses for me. That's so adorable. I will. I kiss her 12,000 times a day. 
All right, so much to unpack. Let, let me let me go back. Unless Matt, you have. I'm, I'm not like I feel like I don't know the astrological elements that, <laughs> that play I here. can weigh in. Yes, that I can weigh in. I <laughs> Scorpio. Okay, Scorpios, especially Scorpio men, because you said it was Scorpio man, right? Yes. Scor- I was I was involved somewhat with this Scorpio man, and I used to call him crazy hot because he was crazy hot but he was also crazy <laughs> and hot <laughs> and that is Scorpio's where you're just like best sex of my life but you're gonna kill me and my family like it's just like this awful like so I get why she bailed I too bailed um in terms of in terms of attachment stuff I feel like this person said I talk a lot about that in my book and I'm sure she read through that and saw <laughs> as much as much of that stuff as, as I can weigh in on but like I don't know. Maybe maybe she's not in a place to date right now, and that's okay too. Like I think, I don't know. From my perspective, when when you're having trouble, because she said she couldn't like she couldn't give it to men, and she didn't have a problem with that. Like because she was saying that she like gets close and then she detaches. It sounds like she's yeah. avoidant attachment, is what I would say, and that's tricky. So she has to find somebody with a secure attachment who doesn't mind that she has to bail a lot. Like that's just really what it is. So it might not be that like. People are awful, although like for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it might, but it might also just be that like you have a, a challenging attachment style, and you need to find somebody who's like okay with it, because then they won't be hurt by it. If they have a healthy attachment, then like you can come and go, and they'll be like, classic this person, right? Like she's figuring her shit out. But if you like did that to me, an anxious attachment person, you would destroy my life, <laughs> right? So I've if, they, if the options out. are like, okay, I need to find someone who's like okay with my detaching sometimes totally. versus like I have to suppress that part of myself and yeah like, or feel like I'm broken learn to and it's open like up. no 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 because there's I know a lot of um since writing the book and, and looking at attachment styles and things like that I've talked to a lot of my friends who are avoiding attachment and I used to really like have a hard time with with avoiding attachment people because I they'd, I'd been so hurt by them before and it's such a difficult dynamic for me as an anxious attachment person but I realized that like avoidant attachment is actually really sad because it's 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 people who like want to connect and then the second they do they shut down because they feel like they don't deserve it and that, and it's like actually really sad. So it's like I have a lot of empathy for you feeling like you're just this like broken pile of garbage. You're not a broken pile of garbage, but you know like we're saying, I think you just need to find someone who's got like you know steady hand and is just able to be like okay you're and I've heard they exist. I've you know secure attaching people who are just like. All right, she's pulling away. That's okay. I'll be here when you get back. Right. And then I think you'll be okay with that. Good. Good. Solved it. Solved it. Again. <laughs> Next. How? How? <laughs> Next deep personal issue. <laughs> well, we got one. Hi. Here's a question I would like discussed on the V Day episode. How do I bring up to my boyfriend that I want him to pee on me during sex? <sighs> Um, Solved it, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna start preemptively being like, "And we're wrapped." Telegram, <laughs> singing telegram. Yeah, four I piece like. on me. Barbershop quartet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm clapping. Solved it. Solved it. Yeah. What is that like? Three hundred dollars worth it. You could just play him this episode, sure, and be like, "Oh my god, what a thing." Interesting Crazy. that this I person would bring that it question. up. Ha 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 ha. Yes. 
Laugh that many times, though. Exactly. Copy exactly (laughs) as I did. Do not vary. Also, I don't know if you're a Sex and the City fan or if you ever watch it with your boyfriend, but there is an episode about this. And sometimes I like to use television episodes as a way of being like, ah, boyfriend. Hey, see this episode? Yeah. I have a similar thing I would like to talk to you about. Right. So there is there is an and then and yes, exactly that many laughs. And then everything's great. Also we could just record me saying, Hey, you wanna pee on me during sex? (laughs) There, you just cut that clip that out. (laughs) Yeah, cut and paste. Cut and paste. (laughs) Just send that to him in like a voicemail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or if you're uncomfortable saying the words yourself, you have it on your phone as as that little clip, right? You open up your mouth and press it, and it kind of out, and that's where it's coming out of your mouth. Wow, see, solved it. Okay, next one. I'm a teacher, and I've had a bit of an on again, off again thing with my coworker, the woodshop teacher. We'll call him Axel. His real name is equally stupid. We started seeing each other my first year teaching. We went on a few dates, and the day after we hooked up, he texted me while we were in homeroom to tell me that he was actually seeing someone else at his gun club. I pick winners. So this wasn't a good time for us to start dating. I was fucking pissed and managed to avoid him for months. When I came back to school this year, he told me he had made a mistake and wanted to see where we would go. We have been hot and cold ever since. We have amazing chemistry and even work well together, but both of us will pull back and we will go weeks without speaking. Just when I feel like I'm over it, he will come back into my life and sweep me off my feet. I just turned 30 and I want to be done with having these kinds of relationships, but it just feels so real and intense and magnetic all of the time. It does not help that I have to see him every day. Please Uh, help. Yeah, I feel like the root here, and I I don't know the answer, is like, how do you get over someone? Exactly. (laughs) Shit, quit that job. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of not kidding because it is brutal enough. Like, I'm, I'm somebody who, like, once I'm connected, I'm attached kind of forever, and it's very challenging. But, like... And I'm like that with like out even like running into them on the street. Yeah. Like that doesn't even happen. And I'm still able to like be attached forever, let alone having to see someone every day. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you can. I don't want to make it sound like it's that simple. But if you can relocate because this is your happiness, you're probably just going to stay in that forever. It's like torture. Like I just that's rough. I don't know that you can get. I don't know. Or at least set boundaries with him. Yeah. Like, not be wishy-washy about it. Something, but it sounds like he... I feel like I know this dynamic, though. He doesn't yeah. think he's being wishy-washy. Like, she can't set boundaries with him because he doesn't really have boundaries. Yeah. It doesn't sound like... It feels like he kind of wants what he wants. And he doesn't see why it's problematic, so she can never convince him. She would just have to set hard boundaries with herself, which I know is incredibly hard to do. So, ugh. Yeah, I feel like the other piece is... Become a clown. <laughs> just become a clown. <laughs> When when you find someone like that who you're not with but fills mm-hmm. that part of you that wants yeah. someone, then you're not looking for that somewhere else. Exactly. Like it's really it's really screwing up your life in more ways than you want. I have there's an an essay in How to Be Alone about a whole relationship that was like this, and we kept going for like years because it was this whole like maybe one day, maybe one day, and he would come in and out of my life. And I look back at that time and I'm so mad because. At myself as well, because it's like it took years of my life where I was just kind of always waiting for this person. Right. Like, and not letting yourself like be with other people. And even like live, because I mean, I can't I can't speak to how intense this is for this person. But for me, it like took up so much of my time and energy. And like, I don't wasn't as focused on my career and I wasn't as focused on all this. Like, I wouldn't doubt if this, you know. I don't want to assume, but I wouldn't doubt if this is like affecting every aspect of her life. I'm sure yeah. it is. No, I feel this. I'm like... Yeah. 
It's the same way with every everything. TV shows or people. Yeah. <laughs> those it's are the this, only like, two just things. Deep obsessive thing or nothing. Right. It's yeah. like one thing at a time. I'm like fully fixated same, on it. And until same. I have something that like replaces that, mm-hmm. then I'm just gonna fixate on that thing. You same. need a replacement. Yeah. So but you can't have a replacement when you have sexy woodshop man. <laughs> I mean already, like I just see the allure. What if he has an accident in the wood shop shop? <laughs> you mean an accident? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> His name was Axel. Solved. Solved. Yeah. Murder. Solved. Him. Solved. <laughs> Accidents happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our time. All right. Next one. What does one do if they feel like they love their significant other more than their significant other loves them back? And you're a Pisces, so you're probs overthinking it. But also, what if you're right? I love how many of these questions are like, first of all, here's my birth chart. <laughs> like, I love it and I respect it and I get it. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of amazed. I never talk about astrology. So I just assume know your audience no better. listeners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, your audience does. Um, all right, this I've is an doing, astrology podcast. I've been doing now. astrological charts since I was a little kid, so I can I can speak to that element of it. But wait, what was the, the question again? Was, what do you do when someone, when oh, yeah, you're when someone more attached? You, yeah, you're more attached they than they are. Well, you think you feel like you love them more than they well, love you Well, but is you that back. a problem? Because a lot of people have stated that, like, in every relationship, one person loves the other person more. And that's just the way it is. And for me, I think I need the other person. I don't know. I, I It's like, ideally, you want to be loved the exact same way. I think in a, in a in an ideal partnership, for me, we both love each other the same amount. Like, I don't feel like they're, like, freaking me out with their love. And I don't feel like they're freaked out by my love. Right. So it, but it sounds like this person's bothered by it. So that I feel like you have to talk about it because you you can't just like be fine with it because obviously you're not fine with it because you're writing in to ask for questions about it. So you're not like, yeah. should I be OK with it? Like I You're not. Like That's OK. My strategy is always like pull back. And if it's real, then <laughs> they'll make them work make for it. Happen, it. And yeah. then usually that doesn't work. And then I have to move on. But I would bring it up. It's like the worst thing that could happen is it's over, which like sucks but it sucks more to not feel as loved as you want to feel like that's such a horrible feeling and it it's hard when you're in it to remember this but it's so much lonelier to be in a relationship where you don't get what you need than to be alone I feel have you are you familiar and I only know this language because I watched some there's some like insta gay that I follow and (laughs) he and his boyfriend did one of those like ask us anything yeah and it's like I don't know I'm one of the like sad gays who clicked on it and was like (laughs) you're hot so I trust you and listen to you. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't trust them, but I listen to them. Yeah. And they were talking about there's some like love languages. Oh yes, yes, test yes. that I never heard of before. Oh yes, I'm I yeah I talk about love languages in the book. The basic idea is that like people express themselves in, in different, different ways, ways, but it has to be compatible. So it's like if the way that you show love is via compliments, and my ideal love language is gift giving, then like you might love me, but I'll never receive it. So that might right. be the situation. That's a good point. That might be the situation that you're in, where it's because I've been in those like. The guy that I that I talk about and how to be alone where it was like the on and off thing, his love languages were like not mine. So it was like we were constantly at odds because it was right. like, no, like, thank you. I appreciate that you brought me flowers. That is one of my love languages. But I also like need compliments. And you don't really say that. And your compliments are always just like, you're so pretty and like, right. Cool. But like, <laughs> uh, what are you talking Like, it's just that's not what I wanted. And so that might be what it. I think that's a very good. Yeah. I mean, it's the he first might love you the same. Step, right. But it's just that. But he's not expressing it not in expressing a way it. that you are reading as love. Totally. 
totally. But maybe if you tell him like, hey, my love languages are this and this, then he can be like, oh, okay, I can adjust and do that maybe. Yeah. And then you guys, and then some maybe. might say we solved it. <laughs> <laughs> We're nailing this. This next one's fun. Paige asks, I got my grandma a gift card for Christmas, and she's been pissed since, so I need to get a Valentine's Day gift for her. What's a good Valentine's Day gift for your grandma? Okay, pissed off gift card grandma is hilarious. (laughs) I don't even have words. That's so funny. I love, we're solving all types of relationships. So, I know, really, really. Um, What's a good grandma? Vibrating dildo. How are we not a duo? I don't understand. Vibrating it. brooch. Yes! <laughs> because, oh, yes, because it's like a church dinner in the streets, vibrating brooch in the streets. <laughs> no, I am definitely this person. Like, I get, I get like my closest loved ones gift cards to everything because I'm so bad at gift giving. Yeah. I maybe just like. Tell, I mean, write her a letter. Manny I feel like Penny? grandma's like a letter. Yeah, maybe something beauty related that's just like, let's go get your hair done, girl. Or like go back to like the brooch idea yeah. that we had earlier, <laughs> which I think was really good. It, was a it really had like idea. Yeah. It like really had legs and then we just abandoned it. Oh my God. I'm so you sorry. know what's a good idea that I only did once but and then never did again, um, even though it was a good idea? It's like make your own basket of stuff and it can that's all cute. be like yeah. little things. I like that. I think that's not. And grandmas love baskets because they love reusable things right you can like they they give again but they won't and we'll just sit up in their attic right right or yeah you could just give them like a grocery bag full of other grocery bags (laughs) (laughs) we're back at the vhs we have circled back no we got you were on your way to a better place matt i think we have a lot of ideas here that's true the brooch we solved it brooch next question I am an asexual female adult, and I don't want anyone touching me. I also have never dated anyone who has completely understood what this means. Am I going to be alone forever? Um, I wish I could answer that question for anyone on Earth. I mean, I would ask this person if they've tried dating another asexual person or someone who, like, I know that, you know, there are a lot of, like, community resources because I feel like it's similar to being like a queer teenager in like a, or a queer person in a small town where you're just like no one's like me this right. is gonna suck forever and I feel like you just need to find a community yeah I feel like but I don't I don't believe you're gonna be alone forever like that's just especially not because of that but I get it it's that feeling of being of feeling other and it's just like right oh I mean you know the only way I can relate to that in terms of you know like like queerness and being like oh crap yeah am i just like screwed now yeah no i feel i i agree it's like you just have to kind of like it sucks to wait but it's like that's part of the process is like waiting until you're you find that community that you're able to find that person in and who understands it because there's nothing worse than having to like explain the intricacies of because then you feel like you're like making a case for your own validity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, here's why I'm like this. Like, I don't know. And it's not that, you know, you could only be attracted to another asexual person. But I think ideally you'd be with someone who understands who understands that you don't feel like you have to be like, well, right. let me explain constantly and like validate my own existence. You right, know? right. Solved it? <laughs> I was going to say, so- I know. That's the first thing I've been like, solved, solved it. We've solved it. I think I Not think we'll be it, all right. But we solved it. <laughs> it's like almost solving it. Next one. 
My fiance and I are getting deep into the weeds with wedding planning. The first thing we did was book our venue, blah, blah, blah. So far, his parents have been very helpful. They're paying for a good amount of it. However, they're very adamant that we also have our marriage be recognized by the Catholic Church. They're Catholic. I'm not. My fiance and I are on the same page with wanting our ceremony to have some religious aspects. I'm a Christian, but we don't need to actually be married in the church. However, their priest refuses to marry us at our venue unless we have it recognized in the church first. So as a compromise, we're still getting married at the original venue, but we'll also have a small ceremony in the church the day before. My concern is that this will take away from our actual wedding the next day. We will have already said our marital vows and I do's. He will already have seen me walk down the aisle. And he knows how I feel about this and is caught in the middle between me and his parents. So I'm not sure how to handle this. Should I just suck it up and have two ceremonies? Or should I say something to his parents about how I don't want to get married in the church? <laughs> I know. All right. That's all the time we have. <laughs> I know. Well, solved it for today. And it's been solved. If you didn't hear the answer to your question, that's because we solved it. And you just didn't understand how we solved it. I mean, I don't know. I don't. It's hard to. It's hard to make a judgment on this when it's not me who's in it. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, I can like make my judgment from my opinion. Yeah. Sitting in this chair in this room. Um. Unloved. But I have no idea. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, I was like, I love that you asked the singlest queers <laughs> to weigh in on this problem. And so I'm just like, oh. I mean, I don't know. My my personal opinion, which yeah. should have no bearing on your decision, <laughs> is that. I just have to. It's fine. Like, it, I think it's more important to have, like, long-term peace with your in-laws than it is to, yeah, like... Yeah, probably. But it's so tough because it's, like, I'm also, like, I want this person to have, like, the wedding that they want to have and, like, yeah. subvert their yeah. needs either. I think maybe, all right, maybe just nine out of ten, I really do think the answer is to, like, talk to your partner. Like, yeah. just, like, talk to your partner about this and be like, look, like, I want to have this wedding. I don't want to just say it like that. I, th I really think when people lay out all sides and acknowledge all sides, like, if you say, like, I want to the wedding of my dreams has not happened twice. I feel like that'll take away from it. I love you. I love your family. I want to do what they want to do. Help me find some sort of resolution and yeah. let them mediate because it's not your family. It's his family. So talk to the love of your life who you're marrying. Right. And help him figure out something so that, like, you don't leave feeling crappy and, like, a martyr for your husband's family either. Right. You know what I mean? Because also, if you're getting married in the church the day before, I mean, a lot of people go and get their marriage license in the courthouse beforehand, too. Like, you, maybe you don't need to make it a right. whole wedding ceremony. Yeah. Maybe it's more just, like, you go up and say your vows and you're with a small family. Maybe you, like, don't right. wear don't wear your wedding dress. Like, wear something more casual. Maybe you, get, maybe you like look that. at it in a different way and you're like, yeah. I have two weddings. One I wore this. One I wore this. Like, if they're paying for most of it anyway which i think they said yeah 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 then like get two dresses get two pairs of <laughs> shoes get two friggin cakes different ones one's red velvet one's german chocolate like just whatever that's true. If I they're like if they're idea. paying if they're and they're paying the ones who it, want it, you get two weddings. You're looking at this all wrong. My tune has changed. <laughs> I was like, Ma, I don't know, and now I'm just like, Hello, two I know. new dresses. And it's like, I don't. It's all just a fucking piece of paper anyway. Yeah. So just like, yeah. So I don't know. Those are all, those are all of the facts. And you can take that and believe that we solved it. <laughs> Somewhere in there is the I'm going to find a button for that every time. <laughs> and knowing that, we've solved it. Next. Next one to solve. So I am 22. I am bisexual, but I've only dated women up until this point in my life. My boyfriend and I have been dating for six months and his birthday and Valentine's Day fall within a week. I'm a fairly broke college student and I never really celebrated Valentine's Day with any significant other. Please help. Hmm. I'm just having like 
painful memories of dealing with that exact situation and that's oh, fine no. every single like so many of these questions that people have asked all come back do an essay on how to be alone like does all like his get thing, how to be alone please just like can you guys just like get it and then you'll get it <laughs> but like but his birthday was around valentine's day as well it was like all this that the guy was on and off with just there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap but um i think it depends on the person you know it's like People people ask these questions like there's like one answer and there's not. It's really tailor made for everybody. Like some people like cheesy Valentine's Day stuff and maybe there's something else that would mean a lot more to him. Maybe it's like concert tickets to a show he really wants to see. Maybe it's doing something for again, it really does come it does kind of come back to love languages. Right. Like what would make him happiest? Is he somebody who like if he likes compliments and like maybe you just write him a really beautiful card about how much your life together means, you know, whatever. Like, I really think that finding out you've been dating for six months, you should like know this person enough to. But I think the knowing that there's like no one right way for everyone. Like, we can't tell you like the perfect buy this. It's twenty dollars like that. There's no perfect thing for everybody. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, like from family, I expect like it's about the money. I, I <laughs> like I your Happy gift. Valentine's Day. Here's twenty dollars now. That's just what you in do. general gift giving from family. It's like all right, I whatever monetary value you put on that is how much you love me. And yeah, totally. But for like totally. you know when it's not family and it's like romantic, I yeah. think I don't know. I like I respond to just like the gesture. Yeah, I, yeah that's yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm also like very sappy and sensitive. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like you you don't have to spend money in order to like do a a gesture. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like you just I think just figuring out like what would mean the most to this person cuz really Valentine's Day is really just what is going to make the person feel most loved. Yeah. That's really it. Like it's not I, I think what you're yeah, what, what you said about family is true. It's like then it really is that. <laughs> but like with another person it's just like all right, like figure out what would make this your partner feels super loved and then just do that for them. And you can do that. You can figure that out. I trust. I trust you person whose name I don't know. Here's one fun thing that uh, my boyfriend and I like to do. And and I will just put this out there. I don't know if you and your boyfriend watch a TV show together. But if you have a special TV show you like watching together, one, if it has any Valentine's Day episode specials, you could do a marathon. Yeah. But really what I'm getting at is uh, we like to cook meals that are based on the show. Um, oh. and that's like something that won't cost a lot of money and is like a little bit creative and also something that if you both love TV or and like food. a book or a food, yeah, like you could, what I'm really getting at is going out on Valentine's day sucks and you're going to spend so much money if you do that, like yeah. stay at home and like make something together that you can do. Totally. I like that's that. That's like based on some, a shared thing you love. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, thank Shut you. up, Barry. Thank yeah, you. good God. Well, well, well. The person who has a boyfriend yeah, had the answer. Shock me, shock me, shock me. <laughs> um, solved. <laughs> um, You've just been waiting to say that. <laughs> um, okay. I recently started going out with a guy who I really like. We have interesting conversations. He has a good job and a nice clean apartment, which is honestly a breath of fresh air after some of the guys I've been dating. I'm 25 and he is 33. We have been on four dates. The past three times I went to his apartment. It was my idea the first two times and his idea the last time. But every time I go to his place, it's great for about an hour and then he falls asleep all three times. (laughs) He says he just likes to cuddle more than anything, but I hardly know him and I feel weird just laying there while he sleeps. I gently wake him up to tell him I'm going to leave if he's so tired, but he always says, no, please don't leave. I want your body heat. Give me 20 more minutes. 
Do I need to be more chill or is this as weird as I'm perceiving it? I want to get to know him, not stare at his ceiling in boredom for hours listening to him snore. I'm kind of a workaholic and when this happens, my brain starts reminding me of all the things I could be getting done. I just feel we're not at the point yet in the relationship where we should take naps together. He doesn't understand why this annoys me so much and I told him I'm not hanging out with him again until further notice. Should I just give up and find someone more energetic? When you mean, like, sentient? When your boyfriend treats you like a blanket, that's the deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> Seriously, my boyfriend thinks I'm a body pillow. <laughs> Should I be a body pillow? I'm a lady. That's what, yeah, if you can, if you can do that thing where you, like, switch yourself out for, like, a, an electric blanket, and he doesn't he notice, notice then, then it's that's probably... That's it, ladies. You're out of there all right let's do one more and then we'll wrap up that was chilling (laughs) i have an ex with whom things ended very amicably however i've been getting retroactively angry when looking back at the relationship Mm -hmm. i blocked him on social media but now i want to talk should i just let it go or risk looking like a crazy bitch and reaching out after ending communication help and then the sad face Hmm. what do you what do you think i've got thoughts but go ahead i feel like yeah Honestly, I feel like Marie Kondo, who we've talked a lot about. Are you familiar? No, who is she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. It's like, oh, fuck, I have to explain <laughs> No, 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 no. I feel the like... internet explains her 97,000 <laughs> times per minute. It's fine. I feel like there is, like, beneath all the crazy other shit that Marie Kondo talks about, there is something about, like, you can recognize that you had something that brought you joy at one time, right. and it no longer brings you joy. Yeah. And, like, that's okay. It was, like, that, it worked for you in the time that it worked for you, and it doesn't anymore, and you shouldn't bring that with you. Like, you are where you are now. Don't, like, try reliving the past and, like, going through it again. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you want to get closure, I'm sure. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, one thing you have to learn about closure that I've learned many times when attempting to get closure is, like, you almost never get it from another person. True. Almost never. Like, it's it's great if you want to feel heard, but, like, every single time I've tried to be like, I'm leaving this situation, and I'm going to say the following thing so they know why they hurt me and we're this and this and this. 99.9% of the time they don't get it it doesn't make me feel better it just was a bunch of emotional labor that was like wasted right and I should have just been like I'm out I don't really care what you think happened you sucked just no. write them a letter that you're not gonna send like it, look, yeah. or at least write it and see how you feel having written it and yeah. if you're like you know what this is something that he needs to know about because like he might do this to someone else in the future or something like that then write an email but you can always just like write it out for yourself and then you're not it's not all up in your head True. From that. True. Also, see an actual therapist instead Therapy. of listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't I'm just gonna say it. Get a vibrating brooch. <laughs> Just get a vibrating brooch. All right. Well, fine. I think we solved a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, we, I'd say all of them. We, yeah, we improved a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. And if anybody still wants to know what to do, buy a vibrating brooch. Yeah, works every Get time. How to Be Alone by Lane Moore. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. Everything is Awful yes, by Matt Yes, Bellisai. yes, yes, yes. And, I don't know, fucking follow Barry, I guess. Thank you. Yeah, she knows some stuff. <laughs> well, thank you, Lane, for coming back. Yeah, thank you for having me. And um, assuming that we didn't fuck up everybody's lives, we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely, yes. And just, like, to everyone whose lives we saved today, you're welcome. <laughs> you're so welcome. Solved it. Solved it. <laughs> 
We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down. Starting with the TV that we're watching this week. Barry, what you watching? I'm watching Russian Doll. Have you seen it? I've seen pictures. Yes. So it's Natasha Lyonne, Amy Poehler, and I forgot the third person. I didn't know Amy Poehler was in it. She's not in it. She's an executive producer, and she is writing credits on it, too. But it's the new Netflix show, and I love it. I've It's only... I think six or eight episodes. I think it's eight episodes, like a half hour each. It's super easy to go through. Basically, there's this woman. It's her birthday. It starts off in this bathroom of her birthday party. And then she dies. (laughs) She ends up right back in the bathroom of her birthday party. And it keeps happening over and over again. So it's like this weird time loop thing. And she's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, And it's funny. And it's dark but it's not at all what i thought it was i know it's so yeah it's like my people keep being like oh is it like a soviet spy show that's yeah yeah no it's it's russian doll because of like the like you know doll inside a doll inside a doll what about you i haven't watched anything new this week i did binge all of the masked singer which is not a show you should binge yeah i definitely did not finish it (laughs) i was like this is fun and then i was like nah I can't decide if I like it or not. I think I don't. I think the concept is interesting, but like, I don't know. You're just listening to people you don't know. Like, the only interesting thing is the last five minutes. Right. I was going to say, I I almost don't care about the singing. I just want like all of those dumb videos that introduces all of the celebrities. Right. And then I want to reveal who they are. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't know. It's just so, it's so weird. It is so strange. Who is the most surprising reveal for you? Well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody Whatever. who may have seen it. Whatever. I was. It was just a long Saturday. It All was, right, I'll catch up. We went out on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I spent most of Sunday hungover. Yeah, I was real hungover, and I had to like do things. Yeah, so all I did was watch The Masked Singer. And by that, I mean... <laughs> I had that on and while I played Fortnite on my phone because I'm a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> and you know what? That that could be my non-TV chaser. Go for it. And why don't we just transition into that? Yeah. Because I fucking won <laughs> multiple matches, bitch. <laughs> so I'm officially the coolest kid in middle school. Congratulations. I didn't even know what Fortnite was I didn't, until like I, a month ago. Yeah, I didn't really. It was when I was home in Chicago for Christmas and my like actual like 13 year old cousin was like download it so we can play together this is why i can't have gaming consoles in my home yeah and why i try to avoid downloading any games on my phone because i get so i haven't even told you about the time that i like took off a day of work in like 2014 because of flappy bird oh my god that is one of the most upsetting (laughs) sentences i've ever heard because i was so determined to like get the high score i have a very addictive personality oh my god (laughs) <laughs> so that's my chaser <laughs> what's your non-tv chaser this isn't competitive but it is a challenge so my chaser this week is something that my coworker eleanor does and she's really wonderful she uh, actually hosts this new podcast that's out that's called julie the unwinding of a miracle but she does this thing every week called called pantone challenge where she has this book of pantone swatches and then every wednesday she creates an outfit using those colors and she gets like people she doesn't make us but like 
we're all invited to do it too and I've been doing it every Wednesday and it's really fun and it's a fun way to think about your closet and uh, you can follow her at Bloomsday Report if you want to play along as well. It's just like a fun thing and I look forward to it every Tuesday night. I pick out my outfit for the next day and it's uh, I really like it. It reminds me of uh, Akila Hughes who was our guest last week mm-hmm. does this thing on Instagram where she has like a color. I don't know if it's like of the month how she decides on how long to do it where it's like that is the color scheme of the moment and so every photo that she posts has like that color featured nice it is like a fun way of thinking about because like i don't know i don't post a lot on instagram or even like think about what i'm wearing but like when you have that kind of like prompt yeah it makes you actually be intentional about it yeah and i love clothes and i love being able to like I'm not really adventurous with putting different colors together. And so this has definitely uh, forced me to in a fun way. Fascinating. So fascinating. Meditation and Pantone. (laughs) I'm really becoming special. Remember when mine was cabinet organizers? Hey, I was very excited to see those when I went to your apartment. Good. They looked great. it thanks for listening to unhappy hour you can head to apple Podcasts or spotify or stitcher wherever you get podcasts hit that subscribe button then rate us review us but only if it's nice unhappy hour is a production of pineapple street media it's produced by barry finkel melissa slaughter and me matt bellicide special thanks to jenna weiss berman and max linsky our editors are dina kleiner and josh Gwynn. music by hansdale sue you can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. <gasps> uh, bye bye. Let it go. Let it go. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. For whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist, and anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Unhappy Hour listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code UNHAPPY, so why not get started? Head to BetterHelp.com unhappy and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today. Thanks again to Mercari. Mercari is the selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. You just take a few pics, add a description, and bam, your item is listed. With millions of people using the Mercari app in all 50 states, stuff really sells. Plus, everything ships easily, so there are never any awkward meetups. You can find Mercari on the app stores or on Mercari.com. That's Mercari. M-E-R-C-A-R-I. <laughs>